0: you're listening to the rocky mountain review my name is maximus hunter
1: and i'm ren wadsworth and this is our very first off the grid broadcast of the rocky mountain review so that means while you're listening to this from the comfort of your homes we're actually broadcasting from the comfort of our homes
0: it's pretty experimental but we do have our reporters here with us Hey everyone, I'm Jonathan Gillum and
2: I will be your sports reporter and I'll try to keep us updated on some big sports news and keep us all up to date and motivated and I'm so happy to be on the show. Thanks. Thanks, Jonathan.
3: Hi, this is Chrissy Conklin and I'll be giving you your local news.
4: Thanks, Chrissy. This is Kota Babcock. I'm going to be doing the COVID-19 update. Uh, this is a statewide, national, nationwide, and internationally focused segment.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much, Kota. All right, we're going to jump right into sports with Jonathan. What have you got for us?
4: All right, guys. So,
2: er, hello, everyone. As we know, there is not much for sports except for the NFL going on. Um, most of the sports world has shut down. A lot of us have heard about the Olympics have been postponed to another year. But the good news is the NFL, yay! So if you're a football fan or not, it's kind of the only thing we got going on. So the the big preview is the NFL drafts coming up, and the, actually the NFL draft has more viewers than the NBA playoff game. So it's actually a pretty pretty big event, and it's coming up. So I provided to you guys with a quick little Denver Broncos draft preview of what is going to go happen. what is going to happen most likely. Um, the Broncos address, address some needs, uh, but they still have some big needs right now. And that is they need an offense alignment, They need a linebacker and they need a wide receiver. So I think in the first round, they're going to go after one of those. Uh, the draft can be fluid. It can kind of change how they draft, but we need a speed wide receiver. Look for them to go after Henry Ruggs, III, third, a Justin Jefferson, or maybe LaVisca Chenu. Uh Inside linebacker, look for them to trade up to get Isaiah Simmons. <clears throat> um, if not, they might get a linebacker in the second round. Um, also, look for them to get a tackle to replace um, Garrett Bowles this season. And then after that, they're probably going to get a, a guard or a center in the second round and then kind of go with depth with that. Um, other than that, uh, that's what we have to look forward to in sports. Hopefully, um, in other news, though, We have heard talks that the NBA and the NHL are thinking about doing sports in a remote location. Um, So hopefully, maybe that could happen. There would be live sports streaming that you could watch. There would be no fans, um, but at least it would be like maybe the NBA or NHL playoffs. Uh, We'll see what happens. That's all I got.
1: All righty. Thank you, uh, Jonathan. So, sports has obviously been affected by COVID-19, and we want to take a deeper look into how COVID-19 has affected the state, the nation, and the world. And Coda Babcock has all of that information for you.
4: All right, thanks, Ren. Again, I'm Coda Babcock, and this is the COVID-19 update for Thursday, April 2nd, 2020. Colorado has developed a few support lines for residents to call in the cases they need information, resources, or consultation on whether or not they need to receive testing. 211 is a confidential and multilingual service meant to connect residents with resources throughout the state of Colorado. You can call either 211 or you can text 898211 with your 5-digit zip code to receive information about these resources. CO Help is another available line, which can be reached at 303-389-1687. CO Help is a call-only line for general questions about COVID-19. It provides answers in English, Spanish, Mandarin and other languages. This line cannot perform any medical duties, such as clearing you for work or recommending that you get tested. CO Help is only available for general information. Again, that phone number is 303-389-1687. The Food and Drug Administration has approved a new test that could detect coronavirus antibodies in patients. Antibody tests are used to find fragments of different types of viral DNA to determine whether or not a patient has some level of immunity from the virus. If this test gains widespread use, it can help to slowly repower the workforce as employees with these antibodies will have a much lower risk of infection if they return to work. It could also support an understanding the frequency of asymptomatic infection or infections in which the patient experiences no apparent symptoms. The CDC has developed a tool called the Coronavirus Self-Checker, which is meant to help U.S. residents make informed decisions about accessing care. It's not intended to diagnose or treat those suffering with COVID-19. You can access this tool at cdc.gov slash coronavirus by navigating to the self-checker link just below the symptoms box. 38 states are now on stay-at-home orders, with many local governments working to close all non-essential businesses that are still in operation. Many states plan on using the courts to assure that businesses and average citizens who choose to disobey the shelter-in-place orders face financial consequences or jail time. Nationwide, 10 million jobs have been last in the past two weeks. Those who are facing job loss as a result of COVID-19 layoffs may be eligible for unemployment benefits. Only 6.6 million, around 6.6 million people of the 10 million jobs that have been lost have filed for unemployment benefits. The United States Navy has also removed the captain of an aircraft carrier. Around 100 sailors aboard this aircraft are now infected with COVID-19. On Tuesday, a letter from the captain was leaked into the San Francisco Chronicle, revealing that he'd asked for support after the Navy failed to provide him with proper resources to defend his crew of nearly 5,000 sailors. In international news, it appears that China may have been incorrectly reporting infection rates about coronavirus, as well as coronavirus deaths, death tolls, according to new FBI findings. Many Chinese officials and Wuhan bureaucrats reported that they feared reporting true numbers could that could risk job-related punishment, loss of their position, or worse consequences. This is a tremendous issue as the United States is dependent on how the outbreak unfolded in China in order to handle legislation and orders to to further handle this evolving situation. Without proper numbers, the U.S. may have to take more chances. Some information was gathered using both CDC releases and the New York Times Coronavirus Live Updates feature. That's all for today's COVID-19 update. I'm Coda Babcock, and you're listening to the Rocky Mountain Review on 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins.
0: Thank you, Coda.
1: Thank you, Coda. Ooh, jinx. Of course.
0: <laughs> so, COVID-19 Alrighty. has clearly affected all of us. We're all stuck at home. And so we thought, since you're probably stuck at home too, unless you're working, in which case, thank you for what you do. But uh, we thought we'd share what we've been up to. Uh, Randy, you want to go first?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so right now, I f- I'm fortunate enough to get both of my jobs paid while I'm on quarantine. I like interacting with people and being inside this much is really making me face my demons, for lack of a better word. Cause I'm looking at all of these crafts that I've started but haven't finished and now I have the time to finish them. But there's so many that, I don't know, like I said, I'm getting a little overwhelmed. Uh, how about you Max?
0: Uh, I have been Trying to make the best of it because, uh, you know, there's so much time indoors. I can only spend so much of it drinking and playing video games. So uh, I've been <laughs> working out a lot. I've been trying to uh, make some music. We're actually going to hear some music I made when I play my newscast later. Uh, working on a, a book I started writing ages ago. kind of uh, almost almost the opposite is finding all these crafts I started that I forgot about and getting back into them. So a lot of that.
4: Uh, What about you, Um, I've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing, not going to lie. I've also um, joined a bunch of online communities, and I've started like basically doing all these different things for those communities. Um, I've been working really hard on some of the work I've been doing with a local um, HIV medical advocacy group. Um, We're doing a bunch of online lectures, so I've been working on creating those. And then I've been doing a bunch of stuff with another student group here in basically making sure we continue outreach with our students. So I've actually been doing a decent amount with the amount of time I spend on Animal Crossing. So um, how about you, Christy?
3: Um, So I actually scheduled a trip home to my parents' house in Arizona for spring break. And that was before CSU was going to be all set down and stay-at-home orders came in. So I have canceled my return home flight. Um, So my parents and I are really getting to know each other this trip. Oh, I have also been doing a lot of crafts. I've been painting and doing a lot of baking and cooking for my parents. So, um, yeah, we've been, we've been making the most of our time here going on hikes and whatnot. But Arizona just got put on stay at home orders too. So we're really confined to our house right now.
0: Oh, well, at least you get a nice change of scenery to hike in. Uh, Jonathan, how yeah,
3: about
0: you? I mean, you guys. Oh, oh sorry. Go ahead.
3: I was just gonna say you guys are saying it's snowing there in colorado but it is 80 degrees and sunny here
0: oh, i'm jealous
3: <laughs> jonathan what about you
0: <clears throat> well i found out a couple
2: things uh one i i got to connect more with some old friends um like for example a couple of my old really close friends we started like a madden league and we're doing like a franchise and then I've also found out that I have a lot of friends that don't have jobs right now and they um, wanna play video games and and do kind of that stuff. So it's a little bit of distracting for me. Uh, so I had to find out how to balance it, you know, I'm like, hey guys, I have five online classes I gotta work on, you know. And and I, I found a way to kind of balance it. I listened to like some like orchestra music, classical music. I'm not a classical music guy, but it really helps me concentrate. Um, walking my dog and then i finally am able to work on my hobby and i'm really excited because it's actually having to do with kcsu i am going to start a, a, a show and i was going to do it over this summer and i probably still will be i will have a bass heavy show um my dj name is sub dream and i will be <laughs> producing about a two hours of mixes um so i got to work on that and i produced almost done my first mix for that show so i'm really excited for that to happen and take off over the summer
0: i love it if you send it to me that's my kind of thing uh right on oh yeah yeah oh yeah
2: yeah yeah yeah, i'll let you know what you let me know what you think about it i uh
0: will probably finish it off this weekend i just have a couple things i want to do but yeah awesome all right well thanks for uh, letting us know what you've been up to everyone um hopefully i'll see you guys again (laughs) i miss you all (laughs) all right but we're gonna move on uh <laughs> chrissy do you want to tell us about what's going on locally
3: i would love to tell you what's going on locally um all right good afternoon this is chrissy conklin with your local news on the Rocky mountain review you're listening to 90.5 CCSU Fort collins first off it is so great to hear all of your voices um as i mentioned before i am currently quarantining at my parents house in arizona I miss Colorado, but I'm being safe and staying indoors as we all should be. Uh, I know that a lot of people are being overloaded with news about COVID-19, but it is important that we stay updated and are clear about our civil responsibilities during a time like this. Reporters have admitted that the number of cases of COVID-19 have been difficult to follow due to how fast the virus is spreading, but according to the Health Department, Larimer County has 127 confirmed cases as of this morning. And that's up from just 107 yesterday. The majority of these cases involved residents in their 50s, but was closely followed by the age groups of people in their 20s and 30s. Now, it is important for the people of Larimer County to know that officials reported having a lack of resources. According to the Coloradan, the county has mostly tested people who actually work in healthcare and only those who were already sick enough to be hospitalized. For these reasons, it is important to stay indoors and continue practice social distancing. We don't know who could potentially have the virus or be a carrier of it, and we wanna make sure that people are healthy so we can overcome this crisis as soon as possible. In other news related to the coronavirus crisis, the public safety team at CSU sent out an email regarding police impersonators during this time. Police all throughout the front range have received several reports of individuals pretending to be police officers. These impersonators are pulling over vehicles, asking drivers to present their licenses, registrations, and even their insurance information. They then proceed to question the driver's reasons for being out and are enforcing stay at home orders to these Colorado residents. These impersonators have been recorded in Fort Collins and Larimer County, Weld County, Boulder County, and in the Denver area. Reports have described law enforcement imposters as wearing reflective vests, hats, and shirts with police department logos attached to them, and they have installed blue and red flashing lights inside of their vehicles to appear under cover. The CSU and Fort Collins Police Services have stated that they are not actively patrolling and conducting vehicle stops for the sole purpose of enforcing stay-at-home orders. They have also provided drivers with safety tips if they're being pulled over or followed by an unmarked police car. Here are the steps. If you believe you are being pulled over by a person who may be impersonating a police officer, be cautious. Put on your flashers, drive the speed limit, and call 911 from your cell phone. Tell the 911 dispatcher that you are concerned that someone is trying to pull you over in an unmarked car that may not be a police officer. Ask the dispatcher to verify whether the car attempting to pull you over is indeed a law enforcement officer. If you do not have a cell phone, drive to a well-lit, busy area such as a parking lot of a busy store such as a grocery store. Do not flee from the vehicle attempting to pull you over. Do not stop your vehicle or get out of your vehicle until the dispatcher can confirm you are being pulled over by a legitimate police officer. Do not provide personal documents, driver's license, insurance information, or other documents to someone you suspect of being a police impersonator. And don't be hesitant to report anything suspicious to police. They ask you, please don't wait to make a report. One last issue that has come out of the COVID-19 crisis are financial scams. Scams have emerged related to COVID-19, including new twists on job offer emails, suggesting new positions, fake offers for federal stimulus checks and fraudulent donation collections. Victims of these scams can expect to come into contact with them through emails, phone calls and text messages. The safety officials here in Larimer County advise people not to answer these offers and especially not to engage with them. For more advice and information about scams related to COVID-19, visit www.justice.gov slash coronavirus. If you suspect that you are being contacted by a scammer, you can report this incident at www.ftccomplaintassistant.gov backslash. That's all I've got for you today, folks. I hope that you and your families are staying safe and healthy. Do your best to get some fresh air during your quarantine, but make sure that you continue to practice social distancing in the process. This has been your local news on the Rocky Mountain Review with your host, Chrissy Conklin. You're listening to 90.5 KCSU
1: Fort Collins.
0: Thank you so much, Chrissy.
1: Thank you, Chrissy. All right. Up next, we have something that um, Max himself created. And I think it is so cute and so important, especially (laughs) in a time like this where so much negative news can get you down in the dumps so fast. And that's news to cure the blues. Isn't that so cute? (laughs)
0: That is always what I want my work to be described as. All right. Uh, We have news to cure the blues on 90.5 KCSU, Fort Collins. With the reality of COVID-19 and quarantine keeping Americans stuck indoors, it could be tough to face the day. However, good news still exists, even in times like these. I'm 90.5 KCSU News Director Max Hunter, And this is News to Cure the Blues. Local College Avenue chocolate factory, Nuance Chocolate, has seemingly by accident become the world's largest supplier of single origin chocolate. Single origin chocolate is chocolate made directly from the bean, using only one type of bean from one harvest. While single origin chocolate is pricier than traditional chocolate, it's also much higher quality. In their 23 individual single-origin bars, Nuance only uses about 4% of the cacao beans they receive. Toby Gad, co-founder of Nuance, says that this means that literally 96% of the beans we tried didn't make the cut because they weren't good. The chocolate and Nuance's bars are about 70% pure cacao, which is much stronger than the 10% that the US requires for a bar to be considered a chocolate bar. This means that while a Nuance bar is probably ten times more expensive than a traditional chocolate bar, it has seven times the pure chocolate flavor, and people who've tried it say it is an immensely different experience than other chocolate. Gad claims that bitterness is a deficit of industrial chocolate. With up to 24 separate types of single-origin chocolates, Fort Collins' Nuance chocolate is not only the largest creator of single-origin chocolate in the country, but the largest creator in the world. Have you ever ate a winter banana? What about a Ben Davis? No, it's not a person. The winter banana, Ben Davis, Blue Pearmain, and Espus Spitzenberg are all types of apples which have either gone extinct or aren't growing anymore commercially. But now you can find them in southwest Colorado. Maselmo Canyons Jude and Addie Schuenmeier have been recreating and preserving famous strains of rare apples in their home orchard. After learning about Montezuma County's once-renowned apple orchards, Jude learned the art of DNA grafting and used it to make brand new apple trees from seeds, twigs, and other samples. The Montezuma Orchard Restoration Project has been going on for five years, and acquired about 500 different types of apples. Out of those 500, 200 are considered rare, and about 100 are completely unique or unknown. This alone is incredible given there are only 15 types of apples that currently dominate global markets and are grown commercially. The Montezuma Project isn't just working to bring apples back to their own orchard, but around the state. The Schoenmeyers have provided rare apple orchards to local schools and institutions, as well as started branches of the project in cities like Boulder. Most of the apples will, at first, be bought by local cider companies in order to make unique Colorado hard cider. However, eventually, the revival of historic apples in Colorado will likely continue to grow beyond. Finally, a seeming emergency turned out adorable the other day, when six-year-old Natalie called 911 only to hang up. Dispatchers, fearing the worst, sent out a team of law enforcement officers to little girl's home. When they arrived, they discovered she had called to report an injury of her stuffed bunny. The officers gave Natalie some band-aids to treat the bunny, but were sure to remind her, if the bunny's hurt, you don't need to call 911. But if you're hurt, or mom's hurt, absolutely call, Okay. You can read the full stories on our website, kcsufm.com. This has been News to Cure the Blues. Let's all try to stay healthy, well-rested, and positive. I'm 90.5 KCSU News Director, Maximus Hunter. So yeah, that was News to Cure the Blues.
3: Thank you, Max. No problem. I especially liked the 911 bunny call.
0: Yeah, right? I, uh, <laughs> that was real cute. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ren, are you with us?
1: I am, definitely.
0: Awesome. I was curious, and maybe you could tell me, what day is it today?
1: Oh, I was just hoping you would ask. So it is April 2nd. Uh, Today is a food-themed day, and half the celebrations from today are centered around tasty treats. Uh, April 2nd is National Peanut Butter and Jelly Sandwich Day. This sandwich is a staple for childhood lunches, road trips, and it's just an easy meal. But the sandwich has a rich and lengthy history. In the early 1900s, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches were only served at the finest tea rooms in New York City, and were even considered a delicacy. And during World War II, all ingredients to make the sandwich, jelly, peanut butter, and bread, were part of the U.S. soldiers' military ration list. Today is also National Burrito Day. National Burrito Day is celebrated on the first Tuesday or Thursday in April. Like PB&J sandwiches, the burrito is wrapped in history. The word burrito is first used in in 1895 in the Dictionary of Mexicanisms, meaning little donkey in Spanish. It is theorized the reason for this naming is the food resembling the packs and bedrolls the donkeys carry in the 1930s the burrito was brought to the united states in a spanish cafe in los angeles called el cholo since its first appearance the burrito has made its way to many books menus and homes and if you're feeling a little down and could use a furry friend national ferret day is for you ferrets are carnivores who are part of the a Mustelid family, which also includes the otter, the badger, the mink, and the wolverine. If you've ever wondered about ferret family matters, today is a day to learn. Male otters are called hobs, while females are called jills. Baby ferrets are called kits, and a group of them is called a business. Ferrets were domesticated over 2,000 years ago for their hunting abilities and their ability to quote-unquote ferret out vermin of property. Today, it is still common to have ferrets as pets, but be warned, they can be wily. And if you're looking for a friend who maybe isn't so furry, today is World Autism Awareness Day. And what better way to make a friend than to get to know them better? According to the National Calendar, Autism Awareness Association, or according to the National Autism Awareness Association, 1 in 59 children will have autism. The National Calendar describes this day as some resources to learn more about autism by saying, children with autism grow older they face all sorts of obstacles because many don't speak or use social cues as you or i do they become targets for bullies and are excluded altogether due to their uncanny or their inability to communicate they cannot tell someone their name or where they live either additionally as adults they are more likely to be unemployed or underemployed however resources are available for families and schools to help children safe and to support them lead happy and healthy lives. And you can visit the National Autism Association website for resources, guides, and tips for families and schools. And that is all I have for National Day News today.
0: Thank you, Ren. I had no idea burritos were introduced to American culture in the last hundred years. That's, uh...
1: Yeah, they kind of seem like they'd be here for longer.
0: (laughs) I thought burritos were eternal. Guess not. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Um, thank you, Ren. Also, I love that a, a group of otters is called a business. I know. Very cute. I should have gotten my zoology major and said I had a business major and then research
1: <laughs> <otters>. <laughs> Research ferrets, you mean?
0: Did I say otters?
1: <laughs> That's okay. They're the same. They're the same family.
0: They're sea ferrets. Just <laughs> big old sea, sea ferrets. ferrets. Yep.
1: All righty. Well... That is almost the end of our show, but before we close out the show, there's something we have to address that's in the air. Even though we're inside, I can feel it. I don't know if you can feel it, Max.
0: Uh, I'm pretty good air conditioning, but I can feel it too. It's time for the weather! Woohoo! All right. So, uh, my script says today should be cool with overcast weather. Uh, that's not true. <laughs> it's pretty snowy and cold. <laughs> Um, you know,
1: I'm realizing I might have written it for the springs, because I probably just opened up my uh, weather app, and it probably re-did uh, it, but oh, this is for the right. springs, probably.
0: All right, so here's some weather for Colorado Springs, for those of you who <laughs> this applies to. We don't broadcast over there, but, you know, in case you were curious. Uh, if you're in the springs, the high is going to be about 40, and there's a 50% chance of rain tonight. Um Moving on to Friday, those clouds and temperatures are going to stick around, but it should warm up a bit this weekend with a high of 56 on Saturday and 67 on Sunday. Uh Monday's high is 60 and Tuesday's is 70. That has been your Colorado Springs weather on the Rocky Mountain Review. If you want to hear weather for Fort Collins, then you're going to have to tune in on, to our show on Tuesday where we'll actually be talking about the weather in Fort Collins. <laughs> but um, yeah, Max,
3: I've, got the four, I've got the four columns weather for you. Oh,
0: you do. Chrissy, right now in Four Columns,
3: there are there are snow showers, and it's twenty seven degrees with a high of thirty seven and a low of nineteen. The snow should stop at around six o'clock tonight.
1: Oh, good. Yeah, I was going to say, I pulled up the weather for Fort Collins, and it seems like it's going to mirror Colorado Springs pretty closely. The only thing that's going to be different, of course, is those snow, shadow, snow showers going into your weekend. But the end of your weekend up in Fort Collins should...
0: All right. Um, I don't know if I just lost connection or did, but...
3: I think Ren
0: did. I think Ren did. Okay, cool. Well, uh, we're just going to go right into the outro. It's the end of our show anyway. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Ooh. I like this new outro music. Okay. Thank you for listening to our remote news show. Uh, We know it's been a little unusual, but we're just going to keep trying to make content for you. If you missed any part of the show or you want to hear more, You can find us on our website, kcsufm.com. This show airs every Tuesday and Thursday at 4, hopefully. So, uh, you can find us then. Thank you so much, Dakota Babcock, Jonathan, and Chrissy Conklin, for joining us on the show today, Um, as well as our uh, awesome staff at KCSU. That's Julia Badalese, Hannah Copeland, Isaiah Reyes, Peter Walk, Monty Daniels, uh, Hunter Sinclair, Asher Korn, who is going to be our... um, new uh uh station manager sorry my uh
1: congratulations yeah
0: congratulations my my list could use some updating so if i missed you uh just know that we appreciate you and thank you uh, thank you so much to you ren for uh helping out and being in here and i know this whole uh this whole remote thing is challenging so i'm just so glad we can keep doing this
1: yeah, thank you to you, Max, as well. As demonstrated by your news to Cure the Blues, you always are such a positive impact on the show and just a ray of sunshine. So thank you for thank you making it a little bit happier.
0: Uh, well, thank you. Jeez, that was very nice. Um, <laughs> finally, we couldn't do this without you. Thank you for listening. Uh, we know it's definitely different than usual, but uh, we're proud of it. Stick around. And with that, we'll see you next time.
1: We'll see you next time.